Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian here this evening, joined by my good bro, Frank, down in Austin. Frank, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you? I am doing great. I'm not rocking my Wada Dad shirt like you are. I wish I was. A little jealous. Do you, do you have one? I don't. Uh, apparently, I am not a dad. I should. Wow. wow. Oh my God. Uh, you know. We need to fix that. Um, but you know what I am rocking tonight? I don't. I am rocking teeth that looks like a 12 percenter well i'd see that's Uh, what anchorage yeah it's an anchorage brewing teeth there's three e's in here well then that might be a 14er however it's not this is a special one from anchorage this is anchorage is obviously the reason frank is going that route they're known for their barrel aged stouts and uh their big big ipas this is actually i mean i think if i were to average out the ABV of the average Anchorage, like, what are those called? Bot- like the big bottles? Uh, the bombers. Bombers. Or, yeah. <clears throat> if I were to average it out, I'd say they probably, first off, I've probably had, let's call it a dozen of those throughout, you know, the ordering from um, Tavor. And I'd say one two there was a sour one time i think two beers have been below 11 and a half percent damn well this one's going to be really disappointing to you um because this bad boy is a six and a half percent wit beer <laughs> what yeah that's awesome i'm glad they're they're switching it up i i think they started with the heavies because of shipping to be honest um you know oh, logistics they can command higher prices yeah they go a longer way, you know, not as susceptible to temperature shock. Um, so it, to me, that was always a theory is that we get the heavy stuff here because holy hell, they got to ship it a long ways. And, you know, the kind of you don't make as much on, I guess, the beers and the, and the bombers. How much was that? Honestly, I do not remember. It was it's been so long ago since I bought it. However, I don't know if you could tell, but I am struggling a bit here tonight i saw that i am trying to you get might, this you might you might go go open that in the bathroom while i tell people what i'm uh, having <laughs> I, I can see a prairie golden ale no i think ale thing happening here. it's just a really really stuck in their cork and i'm trying okay. to also not shake it up so okay. hit, hit me with what you're what you're what you're sipping on and if it, uh, if it, it is a prairie situation just listen for the curse words and the doors to fling open yeah, here yeah. at that at this room i am having the elusive um unfortunately elusive i don't know why they don't just crank the shit out of this but the community nada ipa okay um and i i did <clears throat> take a quick look because they won the 2022 bronze metal in the na beer category and i didn't honestly didn't know that before i told you guys a couple weeks ago that this was really good they just started to include it on the labels yeah i think because i don't remember seeing this on the previous iterations of the label Hmm. 
But more importantly, the um, the category is only two years old. Yeah. So I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I was going to say that if they won it in 2022, that might have been the first year that they had that category. 2021 was the first year. Oh, so okay. I went back and looked. Anchorage, or not Anchorage, um, Athletic cleaned ah. up the first year. They got two of the three. Let's Last see. year, Let's they see got how this one. going to go. It's okay. right here. Not that bad. Okay. Whew. That was Good. a relief. Sorry. I'm glad it didn't explode. Um, so, yeah, no, great beer if you can find it. Um, if you're just, you know, looking to kind of uh, try out some of the non-alcoholic, I would I would recommend Community. This is a very good beer, um, even if it is non-alcoholic. Well, cool. It's very tasty. This one is definitely low alcohol. And mm-hmm. it, the reason I picked it up, you know, we talked about the, the low ABV. Um, but this was... Uh, this has got all the classic, like I'm a Whitbeard nerd. I think yeah. if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know this about me. Um, this Whitbeard is a mixed culture Whitbeard. So it's not just standard wit yeast. It's got um, Britannomyces Brux, Bruxellinus. It's Brett Brux, uh, which is a, uh, a strain of Britannomyces yeast, which is a super, okay. a super fermenter. Uh, so it gets stuff really dry, and that's what people um, used to associate with being sour beer. It's not. It's just a super fermenter, so it'll dry a beer out. Um, but it's made with orange peel, black peppercorn, and Indian coriander, which okay. are all things that that's, I'm a... Indian coriander would make it kind of interesting, I would imagine. We'll see. We'll see. It smells uh, fucking amazing, and it smells like um, a Jester King beer that I really, really enjoy. So we'll see if it stands up to it. There's almost, I don't know if you could see this, but there's very, very soft carbonation. There's no head in this beer at all. So, okay, here's the question, though. You said you've had that for a while. Do you think that is why? Nope. Um, that, it's, that's it's, the intent of it? Yeah, that's the intent of it. And this beer is fucking phenomenal. Because <laughs> I've had a couple, if you recall, when we had the flight of... Was it the the double ninety minutes? Mm. It once he went back, like because I think we had a flight of six. Was it six double ninety minutes? It was at your house. Uh, the ones that we did at my house were um, the Bourbon County Stout. Was it the Bourbon County? Yeah, Stout? we. Ha- I haven't done the ninety minute or the hundred twenty minute IPAs because those are that'll come up beginning of August. Okay. Um, two very, two very back, lucky listeners will join me for that. So back in, okay. So back when we did the bourbon County thing, yeah. I, if I recall correctly, we did notice discernible differences in the carbonation once we went back like three or four years. Yeah. Um, and uh, for, for those beers, especially, um, that that's kind of to be expected that mm-hmm. over time they'll, they'll, oxidize through the cap they'll lose carbonation through the cap and they'll gain oxygen um this beer it's not when i say it's i don't know how old it is uh it's not over a year old um i would say i think i bought it back in january february Mm -hmm. something like that um so it's not very old uh to me i don't know how long it was on the shelf because remember i picked this up at the same time that i found the um 89 bottle of anchorage 
mm-hmm. at the at the beer store. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. Um, this was right next to it, but this was far more interesting to me than that okay. really expensive beer. Yeah, uh, and Anchorage, that's unfortunate. There's there's not a single... And you, I mean, we are probably some of the luckier folks in Texas in that we discovered Anchorage very early. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had just about everything that people now crave we've tasted they are very good yeah they are not worth 89 dollars. i will no. promise you that all day no don't waste your money um it's a great great beer they make phenomenal stuff some of the best stouts i've ever had but it's not a 90 dollar product go fuck yourself well the <laughs> teeth is uh very very good i will say it's worth worth the money i think it, this bottle might have been 12 dollars yeah, that's what that it. seems about where I would what I would pay for something like this uh, and enjoy it. But the flavor off of this uh, wit beer, it is white, <laughs> and I'm sure it has wheat in it. Um, but that is as much wit beer as I would ca- classify this as. This is a a farmhouse beer through and through, okay. but very very fucking good farmhouse beer. Good. So happy well, to we, we kick kinda, off my vacation with been, that. Kind of fortunate, man. We we've we have, and I don't know. Anchorage might have existed a long time in the Pacific Northwest, but you know, making it down here, we had some of the first stuff that came through Tabor that came down, and I don't think we've had one that missed. Yeah, um, that we've tasted, and you've tasted them alongside me. I've only ever opened them when we were together. Um, They're fantastic, and- man. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, ever had a miss from them. So it's good to hear. They're a phenomenal brewery. And I guess to survive in Anchorage, Alaska, you kind of have to be. Right. (laughs) So, um, yeah, good shit, man. Yeah. So community, right? Mm -hmm. Makers of the soon-to-be worst beer release of the year. Um, The funnel cake, whatever bullshit lager piece of shit (laughs) thing they released. Um, They do... Uh, I don't know how should I put this. They redeem themselves mm. rather thoroughly with the Nada IPA. Mm. Um, I will give them credit. This is a good beer. The funnel cake beer they can literally ship to the Gulf of Mexico and dump, and nobody would give a shit. Well, um, that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, it's you know I I need to go through and try some more community beer. I mean they opened up a place less than a mile from my office. So I should probably yeah. stop by and give them a shot maybe one day. Um, but there's so much, I mean, honestly, there's so much good beer in Dallas right now that it's, yeah. it's tough to justify going out of my way and trying something when I can, there's a dozen other places that are right there too. Yeah. And that's the sign of a healthy competitive market, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, a certain amount of those guys just won't survive because they're not going to be someone's first choice, but um, if you've got good local, just so long as they don't get, they don't push the envelope to get too big too quick. Right. Which um, I think uh, that's kind of the key. Community did a really good job of that when they were launched back in the day, the the, the pre heyday of uh, craft beer in mm-hmm. in Dallas. They did a good job of keeping themselves paced. Um, yeah. You know who didn't do a good job of keeping themselves paced in the market. Oops. There's a couple of them, but uh-huh. go ahead. Yeah. One that comes to mind is uh, that British billionaire guy who built a fucking submarine to go explore the okay, Titanic. Wait, okay, wait. That wait, guy, wait, he wait. really got out of his depths, if you know what I mean. Okay. So, I don't... 
I'm sure more than just me thought this, but so Ricky, Ricky is imploding at the U.S. Open Sunday, right? Like, I mean, <clears throat> you feel Ricky, bad for Ricky guy. Fowler. You're talking about Ricky Fowler's uh -huh. got the 54 hole lead, and you know, all of a sudden, he's just shit just goes south in the final round. Never mind, you know, it's all right. Ricky still walked away with 800 grand. He's gonna be fine. Um, but you know, for a guy who, when we were at OSU, he was like the shit golfer. He goes to the PGA, plays really well. He's finished in the top ten of majors tons of times. Have never won, has never won one. To see him back in the leaderboard was great. But right around, I don't know, leaders are I don't know sixteen, seventeen hole. Right, I get this notification from CNN that says. This, a submarine, a tourist submarine is missing <laughs> near the Titanic crash site. And I open it up and they're like, these motherfuckers paid $250,000 each. Yeah, for a coffin. Because essentially, <laughs> right, in my mind, the first thing that came to mind was like, okay, um, why are you going? So embarrassing, right? <laughs> I ended up where people died I don't know, fucking nine <laughs> years ago, 111 <laughs> years ago. Yep. Right. Because I wanted to go visit. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, first off, there's that. Second, $250,000 is one fucking expensive coffin and a right? burial at sea. This is a, a whole ceremony. It's a yeah. whole ceremony. They brought all of the people out to see where they died. So, <laughs> if, if you guys wanted to be dead at the bottom near the Titanic, we could have just dumped you there when you. I don't know. Like, yeah, okay, sure. It's sad. Yeah, I hope they find them. Yeah, you know, condolences to the family. Fucking ironic as shit. And quite frankly, you know, maybe just leave the fucking mass grave alone and move on. I don't uh, like. I was going to say, why do you feel the need to go spend a quarter of a million dollars to go see something that you're not touching? I, when you have. James Cameron already did it. He went down there with really good cameras and captured it. Like, just trust that it's there. I, I, you go Titanic. Like, leave the 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 graves of you know hundreds of dead people alone. Thousands. It's like two thousand three hundred or some odd people. It's a huge amount of people. It was Britain's nine eleven. We know this to be true. That's true. Um, That's true. and they they, they we, had they had nine eleven before. Well, they called it April what twelfth. Twelfth. 4412, um, which was their emergency line until that day. Sad. 41212. That's how they um, reached. Uh... Yeah, yeah. That was, that was it. That was their postal code. Anyway, all that said, um, I think that you should just leave ocean exploration to the fucking professionals. And maybe if your solution to putting around underwater uh, involves uh, some scrap metal for ballast. Um, some interior comfort creature comforts from Camping World, and the main way that you control your vessel underwater is a Logitech generic Bluetooth controller that has had as of this morning before Logitech took it down off the Amazon page that it was listed 
had more one star reviews than anything else. Uh, so they had like overall rating of like 1.5 stars on Amazon. All because of this? No, before this, Frank. Oh, before this. Before yeah. this, and the 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 reviews were uh, kept getting uh, kept losing connection, caused so many deaths on Call of Duty. I gave up. I would have given this like great. There's another review that was like uh, great aesthetics. That's where it stops. This thing won't con- or keeps losing connection. Garbage. Yeah, keeps losing connection. Can't get it reconnected. Dying a thousand times in my game, and you're just like, wow. Probably should have read the reviews before you put all of your eggs and your lives into this basket. And I was like, uh, sure. No, nothing could possibly go wrong. I'm sure we can reboot the Bluetooth connection for the main controller for this fucking death vessel. See, the thing, the thing that strikes me is just, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. There's a contrast to be struck here. There's four shitheads who paid to go die next to a fucking gravesite mm-hmm. and would have been lucky to come back up, right? Like, every time you go down, you're risking death, and then you're lucky to not actually die. Right. Um, then... You know, we send the fucking Canadian Coast Guard, the U.S. Coast Guard. There's people from Iceland going. Like, they're all fucking searching for these four fucks. Meanwhile, last week, if you recall, I don't know if any American news source was reporting on it, but a massive refugee boat sunk off the coast of Greece, and the Greek Coast Guard, and nobody, I mean, we have American maritime Navy ships in the area protecting the Suez Canal, right? So could have sent anybody over there to go help these refugees out to go recover bodies, I guess. Um, nobody was sent. They, the Greek Coast Guard said, oh, they didn't want any help. So I don't know. You know, like, kind of humanity might need to sort out a little bit of the prioritization here because, yeah, okay, I feel bad for the families, but, hey, you pay 250 grand, it didn't work out for you. Sorry. I mean, and right happens. now, The Little Mermaid is very popular, so you can imagine as they're realizing they're dying probably I, I would imagine they were probably do you think this very is very happy i can't hear it now oh damn it i'd imagine sebastian is singing though yeah it, it's under the sea the instrumental oh, version because yeah. i don't want to get i don't want to get i don't want to get pulled you know for <laughs> disney's pretty <laughs> yeah yeah that's what it was um, it was good it bums me Fantastic. out you couldn't hear it. I had a good a good fade in to it, too. Damn it. Oh, well. So, hey, I, I'll say, you know, tough luck. That just is what it is. <laughs> tough it luck. It happens. I mean, listen, you play with the bull, you get the horns every now and then. Yep. And if you dive underwater, you'll get fucking suffocated to death in your death. So coffee. quickly, can we talk? Um, there was a study. Well, not a study. So, you know, American sports have never been more valuable than they are right now. They've never been more globally watched than they are right now. So you've got teams like the fucking Yankees worth almost $10 billion. You've got, you know, shit teams in the league worth a billion. Right. So someone say the Dallas Cowboys naturally, well, Dallas Cowboys are up there, but naturally all of these leagues are looking at expansion. Right, they're looking to see where to be set up another spot. Right. Would you take a guess where Austin ranks as a spot? Now, let's just lay the landscape out. Texas has 
somewhere near to a shit ton of teams than no teams. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Major League Baseball, knowing they already have a team in Houston and in Dallas, knowing that those teams have trouble filling seats, ranked Austin where in their search for major professional sports expansion cities? Oh, please don't tell me it's in the top five. Where in the top five? Oh, no. Three? Number four. Oh, God. I, I swear. I, I could think of like Christ. two dozen cities that were way better, way better baseball cities than Austin, yeah. Texas. Could somebody throw out Oklahoma City? Could somebody throw out Tulsa, Oklahoma? Like I, 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 anywhere I, that's not in fucking Texas. Texas. <laughs> I, the, hmm. I don't, I don't get it, dog. I think someone, uh, someone lo- took a look at Austin FC and the fact that they've sold out, you know, season tickets and games and shit for since they've opened and they're like, Oh, you know what this town needs? Another professional team. No. I don't think they understand. Austin FC has like fucking 12 home games a year. Yeah. They don't Austin have a... has always been a big soccer town. Well, I was gonna say just the, the vibe of the game in general lends itself to the vibe of the city, the city, much baseball, more than fucking... baseball might, but at a minor league level, because uh-huh. you can't take yourself too seriously at a baseball game in Austin. You just can't. No, and you guys chose as Major League Baseball to put the Round Rock Express in. That's your fault. Yeah, I was right? going to say it's fucking it's far enough outside of Austin that you're not going to draw as many folks as you'd like. No, but no. it would be that would have been a fucking great a great team to bring into Austin. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And so the thing is, Austin. Also, the other day, right, they be, we became the tenth biggest city in the U.S. Now it's like, oh, my God, and they don't have a professional sports team outside of football. And da, da, da. so now all these owners are like chomping at the bit to build some professional team. OK, wherever you're going to put this fucking stadium that you're going to propose, is not going to be near downtown because there's no, no fucking room. And it's going to cost a <laughs> fuck it's cost ton an astronomical money. amount of money to build it. B, none of the roads are going to oh, be yes. able to service it. So I don't know where you're going to find the land to build this. The, in know. the infield of Circuit of the Americas. That's that's the only spot, and they have trouble getting people in and out of that fucking thing. Dude, ima- well, imagine a fucking a, a racetrack has got trouble getting transportation in and out of. Hilarious. Uh, you know that at one point in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, Texas and Oklahoma, the, the Red River rivalry yeah. used to be the shootout, but we've... We've gone woke with college ba- college football decades ago, and we no longer call it the shootout. We can't call it the shootout. People are still calling it that, but the left wing media won't let us call it that. That's right. right. Um, That's right. So the Red River rivalry, uh, you know, always takes place at the Cotton Bowl every year between Texas and OU. Um, for a while in the late '90s, they were like, "We need to hold it on new neutral ground," and they played with the idea of putting it in the infield of Texas Motor Speedway. A two-mile two oval track? <laughs> they, they were going to fucking just set the infield up as a giant football field, use part of the the Texas Motor Speedway stands as, like, bleachers, and uh, that's where they were going to hold the annual football event in October. Let me just look up Texas Motor Speedway. Capacity. Uh, yeah, 
All right. Let's see. Oh, that's Lowell Texas Motor Speedway. I forgot that they have that. I was like, what the hell is a fifth mile dirt track? That's Lowell. The Lowell Speedway. I forget. I mean, hell. Even the Lowell Speedway has 1,500 seats. That's pretty sweet. Uh, well, that's Indiana. God damn it. Why is Texas... Why is Texas Motor Speedway not fucking... Oh, my God. Google's the worst. Have we thought about goddamn making Google not suck at times? AI is coming for Google's job. That's all I'm saying. All right, so I found the stat that I was looking for. Uh, Texas Motor Speedway holds 112,000 people. So could you imagine... uh, Texas OU Red River rivalry happening in front of minimum of 112,000 people, probably more because they were going to bring in grandstands to the infield. Could you imagine Texas OU attempting to fill up 140,000 seats? <laughs> no, but I mean, it's it's already sitting at a hundred at, at 92,000. Well, right? I mean, no. And then at, at good years, sometimes they do standing room only. I bet that probably gets close to a hundred. Are you talking about Texas so, OU? Yeah. Oh the no, Cotton Bowl. the Cotton Bowl's only got like sixty thousand people. Ah, no, it seats ninety two thousand one hundred. Are you serious? There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Are so, you sure it, you're not it, looking at? Are you sure you're not looking at the Cotton Bowl at AT and T Stadium? No, the Cotton Bowl is an outdoor stadium in Dallas, Texas. Capacity ninety two thousand one hundred. Open in nineteen thirty as Fair Park Stadium. Record attendance is ninety six thousand. I got to be honest. I've been in the stadium. It that the fact that there are that many people there is fucking terrifying. I feel like you went in and edited this oh, Wikipedia article. But in any him. no, I did not. But in any case, a hundred and some odd thousand going to Texas OU at Texas Motor Speedway. So the Cotton Bowl already suffers from a lack of I don't know shade, and yeah. it, they, they want to throw it in the middle of Texas Motor Speedway. That yeah, that would have been something. Hey, I will say this. Getting in and out of there would have been a lot more efficient than the fucking Cotton Bowl. Because one thing that TMS has, you can get in and out of those fucking spots with the quickness. Well, there's access to like two interstate for sure. Uh, One one interstate and then one major thoroughfare that goes east and west. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's funny. But in any case, what, what we were, you know, discussing Apparently, Austin's on the list of getting some additional sport franchise, and it was so fucking dumb. There, the, Texas is oversaturated with pro teams. We have three pro basketball teams in the state of Texas. Exactly, it's fucking wild. Exactly. Now, if you want to have a discussion about the Spurs moving to Austin, we can have that discussion. Mm. But I don't think there's any discussion necessary for. Listen, I feel like y'all are skating on pro franchise. Austin in general is skating on thin ice with San Antonio in general. Just in general, just yeah, in general, just in general. Like the fact that Austin or that uh, San Antonio is allowing Austinites to make their own tacos and sell them as tacos is really that's pushing. I feel like that's pushing San Antonio's limits. Hey, if if anybody wants to claim tacos, let's start at the valley and then start duking it out. Oh because- yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. Like let's <laughs> let's fuck around with the OGs. Like let's yeah, yeah, let's have a discussion about the real taco people. Yeah, 
Um, and then everybody else that borrowed the culture and moved it north on 35. Because I'm going to tell Although, you right now, there's some tacos in the valley that you have. Yeah, they're unlike anything you can have on. You know what's wild? Going north. You know what's wild? Not being a, a native Texan, well, being a born Texan, but not someone who grew up here. Um, we learned two things: uh, geography in Texas is fucking. It's uh, really sketchy because uh, when I heard the first thing that I heard was Central Texas, and I was like, "Was that fucking Waco?" No, okay. dog. No, it's Austin is Central Texas. Uh, and you look at it on a map, you're like, I guess, but Jesus fucking Christ, it takes me like eight hours to get there. Like, yeah, congratulations. Welcome to Central Texas. The other thing I learned more recently is the valley is fucking giant because some people's definition of the valley in Texas, the Rio Grande Valley starts like South San Antonio. That's most people's. It's fucking, and then it just goes forever because the valley doesn't go up on the other side of the Rio on the south side of the border. It's it's still a valley because until Mm -hmm. a valley rises in elevation, I guess when you get down to Ecuador, I don't know. Fuck it. No, I I think that technically the other side of the valley is the Chihuahua Mountains. Does it run? Just quickly make sure that that is correct. Believe that's correct. Yeah, when people most normal. Yeah, that's correct. So in okay, Chihuahua, Nuevo León, Coahuila, that those are the provinces that border Texas. Mm-hmm. And there's a mountain range that runs in that those provinces. Um, and the foothills of that mountain range is the Chihuahua Desert, and then you know the valley that we call the valley, um, which is <laughs> AKA is, South Texas. All of South Texas. It is all of South Texas. And it's funny because there's this tendency for folks, and I think it's changing, but like Texans don't really go further south than San Antonio. Yeah. And if they do, it's to go to South Padre. And if they go to South Padre, for whatever reason, they drive to Corpus and then drive on the coastal road south. Yeah, no, I don't fuck with that game. That's so, it's too much barrier island for me. And I think there's even some spots that you can't. Like, you have to drive on the mainland because the barrier doesn't, it breaks at some point. Yeah, no, it does. Sorry, I'm not talking about, you're not driving on the island, but you're driving on the coastal oh, highway, the coastal highway yeah. from Corpus down to, to South Padre. Um. I'm going to tell you, the Valley is a great place. Mm-hmm. McAllen is a great town. Um, I've only ever had good times in McAllen. We have a lot of family that live down there. It gets a bad rap for no fucking reason. If if Texas would ever finish the goddamn highway between San Antonio and McAllen, Texas, it McAllen would be a booming town. It's a great fucking town. Um, way better than El Paso, to be honest. But Well, I mean, it's also... Not as far out there as El Paso. No, like, it's not. There's still like a fucking day's drive to get to El Paso from McAllen. Well, also, also, McAllen is like a tropical place. Yeah. Right. So, like, palm trees grow in McAllen. It's it gives 45 you beach. minutes away from South Padre Island. Like, yeah. All the shit that people think, oh, you know, people live in Houston and they have beach houses in Corpus or Port Aransas or whatever. That has nothing on living in McAllen in a cheap fucking mansion and then owning a condo in South Padre, which the beach is actually decent. Yeah. You know, like that life is 
like it's it's a bit of a well-kept secret here in texas that it's possible to have that well now the billions of listeners that we have are all all privy to it so there's no secret yeah. anymore cats out Not of the bag a secret anymore but it's a good life uh, well uh yeah uh, it, it's i didn't know that about the the, the valley until kind of embarrassingly recently uh, that's fair yeah most people don't know okay like i said the further south most Texans have gone um, in the, I guess, I guess in central Texas is San Antonio. Yeah. And then if they ever do get into what you would consider the valley, they've only been to South Padre. So yep. that's kind of, you know, the average Texans experience with what we would declare as the valley. But you're missing out. Make a trip down to McAllen. I'm not saying make a fucking weekend out of it. I'm saying go to Padre. <laughs> drive, do a day trip into McAllen. It's a cool culture. There is some cool stuff to do. There's a uh, Latino um, American. I think it's Latino American Veterans War Memorial mm-hmm. there. Um I don't. I think it was originally that. I think they might have renamed it now to just the Rio Grande Valley Veterans War Memorial. But that's there. My wife's uh, grandpa actually built it. Um, and there's good food. It's worth a trip. Honestly, yeah. it's worth a trip. It's it's a cool town. Well, I shan't be going that side, uh, but I am going to uh, southern parts of Texas soon. So I'll nice. uh, I'll fill you in on uh, the happenings of the. Uh, birth hole of Ted Cruz and Greg Gregory Abbott. Um, uh, God, the sh- the sh- I I gotta tell you. So I'm going um, for the listeners. I'm taking a, a a bit of a vacay down to Galveston, or as the Indianans pronounce it, Galveston. <sighs> um, there's a Galveston, Indiana, Frank. Oh, and they pronounce it that way. It's fucking that's horrifying, just disgusting, right? The nerve. Anyway, we're going it's down. Not the nerve of it. It's just like. Why? I, I don't, who taught you English? It's I, the same with the folks that go Miami, and it's because of the tribe. Like, okay, that's fair. The tribe can pri- pronounce it Miami. You spell that's, it Miami. It's going to be yeah, pronounced Miami. I feel just, you. And then they get all offended when people don't pronounce it. I, I'm sorry. Like, well, this stuff just, it's too much. It annoys the shit out of me. Well, Galveston, Texas is going to be visited by yours truly. Uh, but the least favorite, like the, the part of the journey, part of this vacation I'm least looking forward to is my time in Houston, Texas. And I got to be honest, thinking about it, I hate the city. I don't really have a whole lot of reason to personally, because every time that I've gone through Houston, whether it be through Houston Hobby Airport or driving through Houston to get on a fucking cruise ship, been pretty easy going, been mm-hmm. pretty easy going. And I don't know. I think it's just the the king of the hill in me that shit talks Houston in general. And I don't even know that they, they shit talk Houston and in king of the hill, but it's just the kind of general vibe that king of the hill puts off. So you got to remember, right? Houston is so goddamn big that it, it's annoying just on principle (laughs) of it being so fucking massive. Like principle of humanity. Like the fact that it exists should piss people off. The fact that it exists and is so poorly planned should piss everybody off. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean it's a shitty town. It just means 
the way that the town has developed is a complete fucking nightmare and should never be repeated. Okay? <laughs> this is a um, lesson for humanity to learn. It is. Absolutely. Go look at the KD freeway. The KD freeway is the largest freeway in America. Okay. It, it's, it's quite possibly the largest freeway in the world. I don't know where it ranks, but it's got to be top 10. Yeah. The thing has fucking 15 lanes. Okay. The KD freeway has 15 goddamn lanes. Like, process oh, how large that is. Sorry. I think you're referencing uh, possibly one side because it is now 26 lanes across, making no, it the world's widest. Sorry, sorry, I meant to say 15 in one direction. Yeah. It's, um, it's it broken a, down 12 main lanes, six in each direction, and eight feeder lanes, and six, man, six managed lanes. That's a lot. I, I, I want you to, to just in your mind try to vision how fucking large that is okay that's what it requires for people to make it to work in that town <laughs> they're not trying to get in and out of a fucking texas motor speedway event you you live in dallas you guys don't have fucking 26 lane carriageways okay that is a fucking nightmare and should never be repeated in city planning in this world. Like it is, it is so sorry. You drive on that thing and it's, it's, it's like you're, you're afraid, but you know, if you don't pay attention, you're not, you're going to miss a turn. You're going to miss, you know, someone sideswiping you. Like, yeah, it is absolutely absurd how big that fucking highway is. So, that is that is Houston in a nutshell. You're annoyed because it's Houston because what the fuck? Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's a bad city. The town has phenomenal food, probably yeah. top five food scene in the U.S. Um, the uh, breweries, great breweries in Houston. It's just so piss poor planned that the t- getting around is annoying. Everywhere you go, you need a car. It's like LA, but on steroids, right? Like it's uh, fuck Houston, but there are redeeming qualities. Fuck Houston, but fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. Well, that's that's what Houston is. But let me tell you right now, San Antonio can go fuck themselves. They have no redeeming qualities. That town fucking sucks. I don't even think Greg Popovich lives there. I think he just fucking commuted in from Kyle. He probably helicopters in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bob, I'm telling you, dude. So, little thing popped up on, uh, I think it was Reddit. Can't remember, but some, I'm guessing, blind, possibly mentally challenged individual visited the San Antonio Riverwalk and uh, ranked it as one of the 20 most beautiful sights on earth. That poor, poor soul. (laughs) Like to know that someone has been so deprived in life where they look. <laughs> I can think I can think of 20 things I've seen in, I don't know, Stillwater, Oklahoma, but more impressive than the fucking San Antonio River I, I mean, the fact that that man was able to navigate to the San Antonio River Walk should be a modern miracle in and of itself. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you mean to find this place? You did. Did you use modern navigation devices? You didn't. Okay. Well, I'm not surprised then. Uh, I'm sorry. You used a GPS device and you got here. Congratulations. I don't know how the fuck you did it. This is it's wild. What kind of sucks. reality are you living in where that's a top twenty site to see? I don't know. 
people who just like I, I don't know electricians who operate just by licking fingers and shoving them into light sockets. Um, it's on. Uh, it's on. Um, raw chicken testers. I don't know. Um, let's see. <laughs> Fucking you name it. Uh, those are the types of people who are looking at the river walk and be like, you know what I could use right now? A fucking coyote ugly and $30 pasta bowls. You got that? Oh my God. I I would love it. To be clear, right? Brian and I have gone to the river walk several times. I am not knocking it. It is, it is a cool scene. If that's what you're into. Um, It is pretty to be fair. Like, San Antonio downtown is a fucking shithole, and then the Riverwalk is at <laughs> least presentable. Comparatively. But absolutely, there is no fucking way that there aren't 20 more beautiful things in the city of Barcelona alone. Well, there's no way. Dude, Oklahoma City's Riverwalk is better than the San Antonio Riverwalk. I wasn't, I wasn't going to go there, but yes. Like, what are we talking about? I don't know. And uh, whatever I, my hatred for San Antonio knows no bounds. I could literally go on for hours and I have people who I love and care about who live in San Antonio and every night in my prayers, sweet baby Jesus, help protect them, protect them as they navigate through that terrible, terrible town that is masquerading as a city. It is really just, it's three small towns in a trench coat Acting like a one a, a, a city anywhere else, Sweet. with the Six Flags and a Sea World in between. I don't. Th- I think that Six Flags, if if Six Flags could be a disease, it would be tetanus, and like or a theme park could be a disease. That Six Flags would be tetanus, and that Sea World. God bless all the people working at that fucking fish zoo or fish jail. It's a fish zoo too that works as well. But because they're just torture doing doing. Yeah, they're doing miracles, keeping those fish alive in Mm -hmm. the baking sun of central Texas. Can't express it enough. They're just sitting in it. They're sous vide orcas right now (laughs) in the fucking San Antonio Sea World. To be be fair. Yeah. Right. Um, Our excessive heat warning is only because the. Uh, feels like temperature is going to reach 120 this week. So, oh yeah, we got that going for it. It's a it's a wet heat. We love a That's wet right. heat. Right. I, yeah. Yeah, welcome to the fucking Caribbean, Orcas. <laughs> yeah, bitch. I know you were you were you were adjusted to the Pacific Northwest and the icy waters <laughs> of fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. Sous-veding orcas. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. Fuck. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so quick thing, right? I don't know if you saw the news, but <laughs> breaking news, uh-huh. Barcelona have signed Gavi to a long-term contract. I know. Congratulations. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's always up in the air, you know, Dude. British media with their reports of them fucking, going everywhere. I hate this time of year in, in soccer news. It's <laughs> fucking maddening. Who, it's like, so it's literally, like, the rest of the year, the other 10 months of the year, the like soccer media is run by like mm, semi-professionals and in the two months of the summer transfer window they are run by like middle school newspaper reporters just just saying the wildest shit like literally you have less drama in middle schools who's who's dating who right now on the football team and the cheerleading squad 
And I, I think the thing, the thing that's so like infuriating about it is their takes need to be more like outlandish year after year. Yeah. To get the clicks. It's like this Gavi thing, you know, there's no way that it, okay. Let me put it this way. If Barcelona lost Gavi to Premier League, let alone another team in Spain, there would be fucking riots. <laughs> Burn that place to the ground. <laughs> so, Camp so, old is what they would call it. Camp old. Get out of exactly. here. It's funny, guys. It's a Camp funny. has been. Yeah. Camp, so, <laughs> Camp never was. Get out of here. If you're honestly thinking that some you know random reporter saying that there might be trouble with signing Gavi and whatnot, Gavi is a wealthy man at his age. He has more than enough money to get himself through. Even if for a couple of months he had to be registered as a B team player because of some fucking bullshit requirement that La Liga has like excuse me, that's the thing I think people need to realize. <laughs> Folks say Barcelona um is broke. Barcelona is not broke. Barcelona plays within a league <clears throat> mandated system for um maximum salary that you can spend for players on the first team and the way it's calculated is revenue minus expenses divide by half that's what you can spend so barcelona's salary cap um <clears throat> before covid was 400 million covid hit it and it and it kind of blends across time right so it's like it's a maintenance. It's it's some kind of an average over the last five years. It's a weighted average with the most recent year weighing more than the last five years four, ago. Yeah. So our weighted average salary that we needed to get to was so heavily impacted by COVID that I think now we're back to being allowed to spend like 240 million euros or something total for the first team salaries. Um, <clears throat> our revenue is last year was higher than it was pre-COVID. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. We have the impact of the COVID year where I think we only brought in $200 million or something. So in Europe, right, we have that La Liga kind of thing that hamstrungs a lot of Spanish teams, particularly the big spenders like Real Madrid and Barcelona. Real Madrid, they got kind of right they're spending now but they haven't spent the past couple transfer windows because they were busy fixing their stadium and a bunch of that expense ran through and <laughs> ruined their ability to buy players these teams are not broke they're still the most valuable football teams in the world they still have the most cash to spend they will be back so it's kind of you know it's kind of funny because they have sustainable revenue and a, a place like newcastle right who's dropping a shit ton of money that's all out of one person's pocket like that money is never going back to that human being right <laughs> they're just spending money to buy titles i mean it's kind of what roman roman abramovich is experiencing right now where he's just hey thanks for a three billion dollar loan yep you're not getting any of it back asshole <laughs> yep uh, yeah, and, and the thing is, is that he has no standing in court because he's a felon. A war criminal. So yeah. And a war criminal amongst other things. So yep. um 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, the transfer window is exciting, though, because there's a bunch of, always a bunch of rumors that you want to see come true. Well, I'm going to ask you, have you made plans to see an Inter-Miami game? I have not. Um, I'd like to see Messi here in Austin or FC Dallas. Yeah, I was going to or... say, they, the, the one good thing about having that many goddamn sports teams mm-hmm. in, in Texas, you have the Dynamo, you got yeah. FC Dallas, and you've got FC Austin. So you get three chances. Uh, so you... I'd, like to, I'd like to. Um, I'm not going to bite this summer. Right. Well, there, I already I'm, checked the schedules. Like, there's not. He's not coming. Okay. They FC FC Austin play or Austin FC plays them July 1st, but his first game is not until his first game is not until the 21st. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not. You know, here's what I'll say to anybody going to go see Messi. Go do it. My dream was to see him play at New Camp. I'm not sure if I really want to see him not play in Barcelona colors. Um. First off, second. If you have seen his recent play with PSG, not okay. Messi was still the greatest player at his position last year. That's not even debatable, actually. Go look at the stats. He is, he had the most chances created in the world. He had the most assists in the world. Didn't have the most goals, but when you combine the three, that's really the stat that matters. And he also dragged his team to the top of the world's (laughs) toughest football competition. So it's that in and of itself. He he could have done, he could have done nothing else for PSG and that would have solidified it. So if Erling Holland wins the Ballon d'Or or whatever, Messi couldn't care less, but I I would imagine they're going to give it to Messi. It'll be the last one he wins. Any case, not that the trophy even matters, but um, <clears throat> Messi is checked out. Yeah. He's coming to MLS to give his kids a good education in Miami at that super private school that Trump's kids go to. Um, he's <clears throat> going to Miami to get American citizenship, and he's going to Miami because it's a Spanish-speaking town and he doesn't have to put in too much effort Um and privacy in Miami isn't that difficult because there's so many famous people. So that's and Messi's intent. Owning a fucking football club, no matter where it is, is a pretty damn good safety net yeah. down the line. And even though it's only partial ownership, it's a fucking leeching ownership from what yeah. I understand. So, dude, I mean, not that he doesn't need to be, I mean, not that he's not already set, but that helps solidify all those other things that you mentioned, especially citizenship of like, and hey, it's not, it's not known what his percentage of the Apple TV deal is. It, it'll never be known. No. Um, so the dude, the dude, he swims in money. He doesn't need more money. That's yeah. why Saudi Arabia didn't convince him to come over. Which, and Messi has some moral guide. I was going to say, which gave um, me some like, okay, I could breathe easy because that really was, like seeing all the shit that happened at the World Cup in Qatar, I was like, God damn, man. Like just have have some goodness about you. I know it's there. I know it's yeah. there. Don't fucking just Messi, I think the one thing that I've always been <clears throat> pretty confidently able to say is he's just a good person. Yeah. Like the the guy does not like controversy. He doesn't like being in the media. He avoided it like the plague when he played for us. He never, you know, went out and partied and got in trouble and none of that shit. So he's not, you know, morally corrupt 
Ronaldo is. I don't really know why people imagine he wouldn't accept the money. (laughs) Um, But so he's down in Miami. He's going to do his thing. If you go see him, the likelihood of him, you know, dominating MLS for a bit is is pretty high, Um, especially if they bring Alba and Busquets, which I know they're they're trying to do. Um, Have you seen the wild ass rumors that they're trying to get Suarez as well? Uh, Suarez has said he would do it, but I, at his age, dude, I don't know. Uh, it, also, are they going to let him in the it. country? You know, I don't let's know if those see. those let's chompers see. are lethal weapons. You just can't <laughs> come in here like that. If, if they come as as a as a like a, a squad, they, <laughs> the fucking, they could the dream they could team. dominate. Jordi <laughs> Alba, if you watched him this weekend, is still good enough to play in MLS. He'd be the best left back in MLS. What's wild um, is like this would be the first time. Wing. If they bring in a squad like that, like major like European players have come to MLS. Like David Beckham came, uh, Zlatan, whatever his fucking name is, he came over, and both of them did exactly what people who know soccer they they knew what was going to happen, and that's exactly what happened. They came over, they had a literal flash in the pan, they collected their their earnings, and they just kind of drifted off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. And it was it was brought in as like ju- similar to what they brought Messi in with, which is a franchise bigger than franchise deal. Other teams pay part of his salary at Inter Miami. Uh, for yep. David Beckham, it was it wasn't he the founder of Inter Miami? He was. He, so that was his deal. He could buy a franchise for I think twenty five million is what he had to put in, and he could um, get the rights to a franchise in Miami. Um. <clears throat> So now Messi is going to be part owner in Inter Miami. Yeah. Um, Beckham's salary, I believe, was thirty million, maybe and, twenty-four million. I can't remember. It was a shit ton of money, and it was supplemented by other teams in by the other league. Teams, yeah. So instead of forcing the other teams this time, because the league has prominence, um, Apple TV is, is, is doing that. They're supplementing to pay, and he gets some portion of Apple TV subscriptions. As you well. know what kind so, of pisses me off? I'm just going to go ahead and say this. So I recently purchased Apple TV. Um, that is my like 97th fucking monthly subscription, I feel like. Um, one of yeah. the selling points was the fact that MLS was on Apple TV Plus. I was like, hell yeah. What I did not realize is that it is an additional fee to your fucking four or Oh, seven. let me get you my login, dude. My T-Mobile includes it. It includes the fucking the MLS kit. It only too. includes MLS. Yeah. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ! It pissed me off. Like so, I've just yeah. like I've I, now that I'm done with Ted Lasso, I was like, I really think I might just end this and just fucking I'll cancel the you, subscription. Yeah, I'll send you my my login. Okay. You don't need you don't need Apple TV Plus for MLS. You could just have MLS. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then I might do. Yeah, that I'll send I'll send it to you. So, um, because yeah, that was really my, the only reason for getting it because I was like, oh, cool, I can watch FC Dallas every game that they have rather than like the every fourth game that they show here in Dallas on local TV. And apparently once a fucking quarter over on Apple TV plus, cause they do, they do have like two free games a week or some shit, mm-hmm. which I was like, yeah, it's all right. Not bad. I just kind of lucked out in the first couple of weeks where FC Dallas games that they covered. so, so it's, um, you know, I find MLS to be constantly improving. It's still infuriating oh, yeah. to watch sometimes. But um, <clears throat> I think... Well, if you thought that's infuriating, you should have watched Chelsea this year, because... We'll get there in a second. If if Busquets, Alba, 
Messi come and they convince Suarez, if they form a, kind of that group in Miami, it's it's going to be embarrassing. Um, because that that is the attacking force, right? You just need some competent midfielders to take Busquets' ball, turn up field, and get it to one of those three. So um, that would be fun to watch. It, 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 it would probably, in my opinion, it, it will probably humble quite a bit of the MLS. Oh my but God. it's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, that competition is good. They should, they should welcome it. Um, did you happen to watch? We'll get, we'll get to Chelsea in a second. Oh, I've I got do. a segue. I... You'll see where we're going. Okay. Did you happen to watch the U.S. Um, play in the Nations League this past week? I had my sights set on it, and then I fell asleep both nights that they were playing. The first game against okay. Mexico, I honestly forgot that they were on. Uh, and then Canada, I set a, set a timer on my phone, got busy doing other stuff, and I was like, I'll catch the second, and just fell asleep. Okay. So I missed it, but I saw the results, and I saw the, the Mexico highlights were cuckoo bananas. So, so Mexico as a team... They've, I don't know how to say this kindly, they've lacked a certain amount of professionalism always. Right. Um, Especially when it suffers from the same bug where they just fucking lose their shit when they're losing. Especially when it comes to playing the U.S. I've known that 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 rivalry is something that is not, it doesn't make any sense in sports. Meaning like, it's always been a tough rivalry. And when I say it doesn't make sense, follow me. The U.S. has never been as like competitive as Mex- as the Mexican national team is. However, like you know, year well, over year, so, and it, it's still a tough, uh, like a, an intense rivalry every year. Yeah, now that so, so the, the the thing you have to remember, right? I just what you said right there is why I think they're getting pissed. Is the U.S. has been more competitive than Mexico for the past twenty years? Yeah, in all of these competitions. And I think you're finally seeing that boil over into something because Mexico has no reason not to be good at soccer. Right. There's no reason. The talent that they have that they send to other leagues, to South America, to Europe. They essentially have any talent. They essentially have a year round professional league in Mexico. They have a serious lack of discipline and a serious lack of style. So, I, I know we went on this rant when the U.S. was busy hiring or looking to hire, and we ended up with the same fuck in charge, which <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. But um, <clears throat> you saw again, right, a complete lack of style from Mexico when they were playing the U.S. It, it, the U.S. kind of at the beginning were all over the place formation-wise, but they worked into the game. They eventually, you know, <clears throat> set up an attack the way that they wanted to. And it seems as though from the past three Team USA games that I've watched, um, they they are going to play more through the middle. Yeah. And I think Burhalter needs to force the issue and play more through the middle because Claudio Reyna, um, you know, a couple of the folks that we've got in the attacking, you know, the final third, they they're not they're not the best headers of the ball. They are good, but they're not the best. Right. Um, you're much better off, you know, at least keeping the defense honest, um, making sure those center backs stay, you know, somewhat, um, 
tracking <laughs> the middle of the field because what what has happened in the past is people could just collapse on the wings make either you know the cross impossible or sit back in the box and wait for the cross and just clear Take it, it off yeah there was just no creativity so encouraging signs there whereas on the mexico side there's no set style it is unclear what they're trying to do it is unclear what the players are good at doing. <laughs> I was going to say, um, it feels like chaos about 50% of the time. So until that's figured out, that team's going nowhere. Um, the gold cup will prove it more. And I, I think the problem is, is <clears throat> they lost a tournament that doesn't matter yep. embarrassingly. And their coach got fired because of it. They're in the middle of the thick of it, right? Like you've got the gold cup season coming up. You've got CONCACAF whatever champions league shit happening. Like there's so much soccer being played right now in, in, you know, North America that (laughs) it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Cause Mexico could go full nuclear on the bit, dude. Like they are a terrible (laughs) team. I I mean, the U S deserved to beat them probably six to nothing. I was going to say the fact it was only three to nothing was pretty surprising. Uh, from what just the highlights that I saw. Yeah. Now that leaves me to the transition. Um, I think there's a couple of things that I learned from watching both the World Cup and now Nations League, and I'm sure it'll continue through the Gold Cup. And um, the way that Chelsea uses Pulisic, I understand why they do it, but it makes no sense. Right. Um, uh, Is he a bad player? No. Is he what Chelsea wanted? No. Is he what Chelsea needed? Who knows? Because they didn't even fucking try him to play like at his best. So uh, the unfortunate part is he he is an attacking midfielder and he needs to be played very much in a floating role. Uh huh. I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm going to play him at wing. Is that what you... Just left wing, just playing left wing every fucking game. Yeah, it makes sense. We're going to keep him as far out of the box as possible. Yeah, we understand he has pretty crazy dribbling skills, especially when in in the box in heavy ass traffic against some of the top talented like center backs on the planet. We're going to put him at left wing. We're just going to let him cross it into people who are not present, both mentally and physically. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So I'd like you to watch watch when they play Jamaica this weekend. They play Saturday. Just follow the Gold Cup. Pulisic, yes, he's not a world beater. No. By no means. There are better players on that team than Christian Pulisic. Um, <clears throat> but he does what he does well. He's very good at drawing defenders. He's very good at offloading to the correct open individual. Yes. Right? Like, he has good field vision. Um, he gets into spots. Uh, especially in the box. He has this knack to find just the oddest do, placement do, <laughs> um, like, to get rebounds. Like he's, he's very functional, functional chaos sometimes. Also them legs are like, he must put fucking fly paper on his feet and on his shins because he can draw a foul from about 10 yards away, which comes in handy. I gotta be honest. It will come in handy. <laughs> He's so he's a very good player um, on a team that has t- 
talent around him. He cannot be the talent. No, um, but he's also really good. And I, I don't know if you remember this from last summer in the big games that they had, especially against Mexico. Um, the talent that he, the the skill that he brings to a team like the U.S. men's national team is the fact that he's played on the world's biggest scale and can keep his composure and brings other people to that place with him, which is invaluable. And something on the men's national team, you're not, you're not fucking seeing shit. You're not seeing any level of competition like you did at the world cup and cutter. And he like held that team together until he almost lost a testicle in that one on yeah, Thanksgiving day. You know, he's a good, he's a good leader. Um, I, I think when it comes to him fitting in at Chelsea, I know you guys are talking about selling him. They, they need to get good. fucking rid of him. It, honestly, for his own sake, he needs to leave Chelsea. Yeah. But I, I think whatever team he does go to needs to realize that he's not a wing. No. Um, <clears throat> he, he kind of, you know, he can play that kind of attacking midfielder role quite well. The, the problem you have in putting him there is he's not super tall. Yeah. Um, but he's also not short like well, Messi, so he's not really elusive. Like, there's, there's kind of this weird spot well, with him. But good news, he's good enough. He's good enough to be, you know, on a Valencia or Villarreal. Uh huh. Uh huh. You're you're naming a bunch of those teams. You know where he would be world class? Milan, because he's the there are Syria Sir, uh, teams that are looking at signing him. Oh, good. And I was good. like, hey, that's fantastic. Yeah. Because one, every Chelsea striker who's gone to play in Syria has done really well. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Romelu Lukaku because that lumbering piece of shit. Uh, He's, hey, he did well. He did well Champions enough. Final, he oh, he scored three goals. <laughs> did you see how well he played defense on his own team when he was just standing like a dipshit in front of an open goal and his own player kicked the ball into the back of him? Hey, hey here's what I'll say. Fucking idiot. That was bad luck. But Lukaku, <laughs> Lukaku, provided 10 times the fucking effort oh the the um yeah i don't know the threat going forward versus who was the guy they took off diaz who or whatever knows. his name was it, it was that horrendous dude, okay so you know what was sad off, is- he spent his entire career basically in italy which is why he's not you know, like I'm sure he's very famous in Syria. Forgive me. Yeah, but um, the rest of the world doesn't know shit about him. I was going to tell you, they took that man off. He, they were like, oh, and he's 39. And I was like, why the fuck is he on the field? Like, so I'm glad you saw that too because I saw it and I was like, I fucking knew it. I knew that Romelu Lukaku was out of shape when he was at Chelsea. That motherfucker couldn't play 60 minutes, and they let a fucking septuagenarian out there on the field. He might as well have been 70. He's out there fucking running for 65 minutes, and they're like, Lukaku's on, and he's gassed within 10 minutes of being on the pitch. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. God damn it. Okay. Well, luckily you guys don't have that debt to repay because that was $120 million. He's not signed with them yet. They're talking about shipping his ass back to London. Well, no, he said they said they can't afford him on his current wages. The fuck are they going to do about it if if fucking Milan doesn't pick him back up for another loan year? Because that was what they were talking about. They're just talking about like, nah, fuck it, we're done with him. We don't need him. <laughs> like, so then what? Well, you guys don't have anybody that can put the ball in the back of the net. We're so. about to have less Havertz because we're yeah, trying to set, trying to unload okay. him to Arsenal. <laughs> so here's the question. 
Kai Havertz. Okay, a couple of really interesting things happened today, the yeah. 20th of June, um, in international competition. So did you see Germany lost their fourth game in a row? Good. Fuck them. Agreed. Um, did you see, however, who was on the field for Germany in losing this game? <clears throat> Rudiger? Was he stabbing someone? Rudiger was on the field. Musiala was on the field. Um, Havertz was on the field. The German starting lineup was pretty much fully stacked and they still who they, they lose couldn't to? break down fucking colombia oh no yeah <laughs> colombia didn't even qualify for the last world cup <laughs> colombia didn't qualify for the last world cup colombia as far as i am aware just got smoked by a couple of teams let me just go look but as far as i'm aware colombia is having their own um uh kind of mini meltdown outside of of this result um they they have not been great they have been toying slash almost losing to several teams until this result um so yeah so if you look back tied the u.s january 28th tied south korea uh beat japan beat iraq japan they almost lost i watched that game yeah, iraq yeah. they almost lost um and then they go and beat germany two nil so this is not exactly a world-beating side. Um, they're they're good. Don't get me wrong, but Germany should easily beat them. Uh, well, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I I didn't really pay it. I, I I typically don't pay attention to these friendlies because they are outside of the North American competition. They're fucking meaningless for the most part. Mm-hmm. But this fucking lineup is Kai Havertz, Sane, Gundogan, Goretzka. Musiala, Rudiger, and Ter Stegen are all on yep. the pitch for that is eight of the fucking you know, eleven so, starting. So it, it, the reason, and just just so people are aware, the summer before the Euros, which are next year, always you see full full lineups. squads. Um, so if you if you have the ability to go see one of these friendlies, if they're playing like at AT and T or whatever, go see. You're gonna see some of the best players in the world because they use it as not warm-ups, but as a like a tactical analysis, right? Like, yeah, we can use them like this. No, we can't use them like that. You still try to win the fucking game though. Yeah. Um, so don't read into it too much, Jesus but Christ. do read into it in the fact that that lineup got smoked by Columbia two nil. That is uh, alarming <laughs> and should, should, should ruffle some feathers um for the germans i mean uh, fucking one would hope senegal put a whooping on brazil today and brazil that was that was the next one i was gonna started put a pretty good lineup no marquinhos was in i mean that's so and richarlison or richarlison or whatever however you fucking Richarlison, yeah their goal scorer self-proclaimed by the way uh, well <laughs> who wouldn't proclaim yourself as a goal scorer when you put up checks notes zero goals against fucking senegal today <laughs> You know what I like is the fact that they 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 interview him and they're like, oh, so what's your role in the Brazil squad, whatnot? And he goes, oh, I'm the goal scorer. And okay. I'm like, what are you in fucking uh, second grade asshole? Okay, yeah. So this lineup, this lineup should not lose four two to Senegal, even if they have fucking Sadio Mane Mane on their uh, on uh, their squad. I know they didn't have their number I'm, one goalkeeper on their fucking in their squad today, and they still managed to only score two goals. So. Vinicius Jr., Malcolm, uh, 
Guimeras. Uh, yeah, okay, so their midfield is wasn't impressive. Danilo played Militao, Marquinhos. But Marquinhos um, is Ederson, starting, Ederson is starting, and Richarlison is starting. They brought in their fucking A squad. They, those three you, don't fucking yeah. play. So Mane, Otamendi, um, Koulibaly, those are probably who you know if you know soccer. The I was gonna say played the, for Senegal today. The only one who wouldn't who wasn't on the starting Senegal squad is Eduardo Mendy at goal. But that's yes, correct. he's also been hurt yeah. on and off all year. So But the 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 the, the, the and I always forget how to I think it's D Dia. Um he's a good player. Yeah he, he he played really well in Africa Cup of Nations last year. So um but it's you know interesting. I, I think so just some interesting things happened that I was like Okay. Well, you saw that uh, England beat North Macedonia by seven goals yesterday. (laughs) Seven to zero. Okay. So there's there's rude. (laughs) There's there's padding the fact that you are now the leading goal scorer in English history, right? And then there's just fucking doing what Harry Kane did yesterday. There's there was no reason to do seven nil, man. Like you sit on the bench. You know what's great is uh, all the memes no class. All the memes today on soccer Instagram and soccer Twitter and soccer talk TikTok have been uh you familiar with the movie The Goonies? Yes. Okay. So you know Sloth? Yes. The Goonies. Uh he is he is Tottenham Hotspur. He's wearing a Tottenham Hotspur like logo and he's talking and he's like, you're mine now. You belong to me. And it turns around and the fucking giant face dude is sitting there. He's like, Ugh. and it was H Kane was on his oh chest. God. And it's like, yeah, no, this makes sense. You fucking asshole. Like you could be the number one goal scorer in English history. Congratulations. You still play for Tottenham Hotspur. Fuck you. Yep. Like, um, and he's he's unlikely to be sold. I don't know who's going to pay what they want, A, and B. So the spots where he could have gone, they don't need him. No, and, and the ones who need him can't afford anywhere can't afford close him. to what he's going to bring. Yeah. He's going to so, have to go. Um, he's going to have to go then Golo Conte route and sign with fucking Saudi Arabia for a year or two to fucking bring his salary back to normal standards. Yeah. But I, so one guy that, speaking of the Macedonia game, which again, I have no idea why fucking Harry Kane is still playing the 73rd minute of it, but whatever. (laughs) Um, Why he came out after halftime is beyond me. So Sokka, that kid is so goddamn good. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, he's probably, okay, so... I know everybody is now because he signed with Real Madrid and whatnot. Jude Bellingham, he's probably going to be all right. We'll see. Um, I've heard he's a bit of a locker room nightmare, but Real Madrid figures those people out normally um, because they don't speak English very well. No. <laughs> so if you get mad, you're going to have to get mad in Spanish, bud. Um, <laughs> so so uh, they tend to calm down or go play golf. Uh, Harry Kane and Sokka, you know, so I can see like the future, right? Bellingham is supposed to replace Kane at some point. Sokka to me is just a better player. He's more fun to watch. He's fucking exhilarating. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. That's me. I, I enjoy Sokka more than I 
you know, what I've seen from Bellingham, but we'll see a lot more to come from, uh, from him and Real Madrid. I'll be watching him a lot more this year too. So maybe I'll, maybe have I'll some, change my mind. Once, some in-depth. You know, I don't have to watch fucking Bundesliga. Fucking Bundesliga. I, you know what I don't like about German soccer? And I know this is petty. Pretty much all of it. Nah, cause their style is kind of cool. Like it's, it's very different from Western European soccer. It's just so forceful. It's yeah, it's, uh, but like not violent. It's, you know what I mean? Like it's like someone, it's like a comedian getting up and just saying fuck really loud and everybody be like, ha 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 ha. Yes. Uh, versus someone getting up and like, I don't know, using tact. Um, the, here's, it's, okay. So, so I would, I would, I would, I would put it a little bit more like it's, you know, it's getting a massage from a brute versus getting a massage from like a Thai masseuse, right? Mm-hmm. Like the German brute has the fucking big hands and just blah, 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 blah. And it gets the job done. I think my, my, but it's not, it's not the most elegant when I was, to the problem. When I was learning how to swim as a wee lad, uh, I had my, my best friend's dad taught me how to swim because I wouldn't listen to my dad when he was trying to tell me how to swim. And, Smart. My my best friend's dad was like he he watched me and he was like all right I'm gonna give you a few tips here and he gave me a few tips and I I started swimming on my own and I was proud of myself I'm like look at me I'm swimming and he's like yeah all right and I could tell something was off and he looked at me and he's like Brian I'm gonna tell you something when you're in the, when you're in the water you're as graceful as a battleship he's like you get where you need to go but. Uh, you're causing a lot of wake when you get there, you know? And um, I feel like that's a pretty good description of Bundesliga. I think it is. I think it is. I mean, so, so first off, um, full disclosure, I think Brian's <laughs> Brian decided not to take lessons from his dad because um, normally guns are not involved in swimming lessons. Yeah, they so wouldn't sh- be. Shooting the water for kids to get going isn't they wouldn't necessarily... Uh... <laughs> shooting around the water telling me to swim faster doesn't really... <laughs> Bucking off forty-five rounds into the pool isn't really a motivator so much as it is a scared straight tactic. Anyway, <laughs> the, the shit that I don't like about Bundesliga soccer, obviously, how we got on this track. The shit that I don't like about Bundesliga, the lights, the lights in German soccer stadiums, fucking annoy me, and I know. I know it has something to do with the environment and probably fucking being better and less disruptive to migratory birds or whatnot, but it's too warm. The light in German soccer stadiums is too warm. It's at like 3,000 Kelvin, and I need 5,000 or brighter Kelvin in my fucking sports events. I don't want this warm this warm orange shit and warm yellow shit. I think it's the Germans' infatuation with fucking with piss, maybe. I'm going to blame the piss piss porn. On this, I bet that's it. It's piss porn. So, so, so okay. I'm debating on whether we call uh, this episode piss porn. Have you ever tried piss porn, or have you, <laughs> or uh, uh, the other other working title in my brain is sous vide orca? Anyone? And uh, <laughs> I think sous vide orca wins. Okay. Um. So. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So, so the Bundesliga thing. I'd, I'd have to just correct you here. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with migratory birds because mm. the Dutch would have been on top of it. <laughs> so if you've ever watched anything from the Dutch league, uh, Ajax playing or Ajax, Ajax are you saying, are you saying Ajax? Because that's the Ajax, only 
or, or Eintracht Frankfurt playing. They play with also, proper lighting. Eintracht Frankfurt. What are you doing, you Dutch bastards? Like, there's only one Frankfurt, and it's not. It's well, not. Let's in also Deutschland. can we discuss the fact that that uh, entire fan base is a bunch of fucking lunatics. Um, whenever they travel, they're widely known for starting riots. Oh, like, good. That's what they are known for. It's it's. Oh, you know. I see. Okay, well, Dutch football. They light the field, they light the pitch properly is what you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. So if it had anything to do with migratory birds, they would have already done it. Yeah, because they um, use because they almost use too much light, I would say. Right. <laughs> they are lighting blades of grass on their pitch. So, <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's kind of right up your alley. I mean, yeah, you it is. Well lit. Wrinkle on the guy's forehead. <laughs> that's what we like. I don't want to see this warm light bullshit. So yeah, a Bundesliga is just. Uh, you know what it is? It's, it's Eastern it's block boring. lighting. It's Eastern block lighting. That's what it is. It is fucking pre-wall falling lighting. Is what that shit is. Tungsten warm glow. I hate it. Well, I think my my problem with Bundesliga, besides the lighting, thank you, is more the. Um. So f- first off, the brute nature of it is not. I don't know. I, I didn't. Growing up watching soccer the brute version of the game is not something i really enjoy um it's kind of like at the end when argentina was beating um who were they beating in the final again god i forgot um no semi-final netherlands they played the dutch yeah and they they got to a point where the dutch couldn't dribble through them so then they brought um luke uh, Luke de Jong on and just a bunch of tall bastards and they started you know crossing the ball from about I don't know 30 yards out to see if they could get a goal that way that's not really I don't know graceful soccer it's <laughs> kind of fucking defeats the purpose it's kind of like it's Hail Mary to Randy. yeah it's it's just boring to me well um, and like when, the, the, when so much of the game is built on build up and fucking tact it sucks when you see it like it's it's literally like playing your friend in NCAA on Xbox and they they go into special teams formation every time and you look and you're like, oh, you put your fucking wide receiver as your punter, asshole. So, of course, you're just going to run it wide every time. All right, dick. Yeah, I know so what you mean. That's Travis. That's I'm the looking problem at you, I have with shit. it is like, sorry, it's just not I don't know. Stylistically, it's not my favorite. I, I like teams that dribble through folks um, or at least tactically, or, or you understand what your weakness is and you lock another opponent up, right? Like I, I actually quite enjoyed the champions league final because inter was frustrating the shit out of man city by doing something that was obvious. And it's actually surprising that nobody else had been doing this to man city in premier league, because if you collapse on their wings, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Graylish specifically. Just they lose the ball. Breaks they it. Don't in. get the ball to the middle. The whole thing breaks down. So you're going to see that more this coming season. Those guys better start getting good. You know what's wild? Passing because they're going to get fucked. Fucking Chelsea did that all goddamn season long. That's why they had one of the best defenses in the Premier League because they played a really strong back line. They played really disciplined back line. Except when it came to Man City and fucking like shit house teams, they had no business playing any other way than lockdown defense. Uh, 
Yep. And they just fucking let it go. And like the fact that Milan played that, I, I, so I watched that game with my in-laws, which was fun. So yep. I don't, I don't watch sports with other people really outside of this crew and maybe like one or two other people. Um, cause I get either passionate about it or I get really vulgar with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck you. Every time someone, every time some, like there's one person on the pitch who will touch the ball and it'll just be every touch, like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck <laughs> you. And it's normal for me. And I have to watch my mouth when I'm around others in like public. <laughs> so I was watching the game with my in-laws and my father-in-law kept asking some like good questions about stuff. And this last week, uh, I watched the, uh, Croatia, fuck, who was it? Croatia, Spain or Croatia, Portugal. Oh yeah. That was a good game. It was Spain. a great yeah. game. I fell asleep in it. Sorry. My bad. It was father's day. So I was meat. Mm-hmm. I was meat drunk. Can't blame me. Um, and like they were, they were asking these questions and both game, both matches were really like strategically minded matches. Um, and they're low scoring, interesting to watch if you, if you like soccer, but for them, they were like, now what's happening here? Why are you so excited? I was like, I'm excited because Manchester city can't do anything against the team that is far inferior talent, money, every, and every on paper, these two teams should not be gridlocked, like deadlocked like this. They should be it should be over by now. And it was like the 70th minute and they're still fighting tooth and nail. And even after a fucking man city scored, it was a competitive uh, game. Should have put two past them. At least Mm -hmm. one. If Lukaku hadn't been born, uh, Mm -hmm. just fucking taking up space in the box. Like Lukaku was known to do. So, so I I think I'm bitter. I'm bitter. I'm sorry. No, no, no. soccer lost when man city won Mm. um because a i don't care what you say they shouldn't have been playing in champions league period they got banned for actually like skirting financial fair play rules uh not underhanded not made up financial fair play rules they were intentionally creating fake sponsorships that people were paying money into to feed transfer fees for the team that is illegal you're not allowed to do that you're not allowed to make up fake sponsorships um to fund t- team activities so you know in what any case, you also annoy, while, while we're talking about that real quick because i agree it's fucked up but what's also fucked up is that uefa let that happen knowingly let that happen and then just let them off with a fine knowing mm-hmm. that money is what got them here so money will get that will set them free yep. like you can't just find someone who is fucking with the bag you have yeah, to yeah. fucking punish them beyond money because they money means obviously means nothing to them already. So like you, that's on UEFA as much as it is on Man City for fucking breaking the rules. UEFA's got to embrace like embrace and, and, and reinforce those rules. And know, I'm saying that as a Chelsea fan who fucking knowingly broke rules over the last half decade, and luckily, you know, we're getting our kind of comeuppance right now. If even if it's self inflicted. But like, it should there should be a fucking a uh, a uh, uh, European wide sanction on them. I mean, yeah, they fucking got sanctioned from transfer windows for two seasons. Yeah, but that's the accepted punishment for yeah. what you guys did. So so the banning them from Champions League was the accepted punishment. They were banned. Then the International Court of Arbitration overturned it and said you can't ban them because that's like what they do for a living essentially. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> So 
Man City still has the English football leagues, the EFL's investigation. That thing's going to produce something. The EFL does not have a loyalty to Man City. Um, if that produces anything and they get relegated um, back down to the fourth division or whatever, we're going to look back on this and be like, why the fuck did we allow this to even Champions, happen to start yeah. with? Yeah. Right. Um, you guys are going to be having a new team in Premier League next year called Luton Town. And Luton Town has a stadium of 10,000 people. Luton Town does not have the funds to compete with Man City. They do not have any. So if you allow Man City to do what they do, it's Luton Town that suffers. Yep. Right. It's not, it's not Barcelona. It's not Real Madrid. It's not Liverpool. It's the ability for teams like Luton Town to build on the success that they've been building on for a decade. Yeah, it's not you're not hampering the success of another team in the in the globe because those those other teams can write their own success stories. You're yeah. keeping someone from even opening the book to fucking begin to write that success story by allowing by, them to do this. It's fucked. That it's fucked, and it's one of those things like when uh, Chelsea got their sanctions for transfer windows. Fine, like you you guys did this. You did, you knew the rules and you fucking broke the rules suffer the consequences and mm -hmm. like any consequences that come up from them doing their like eight year long contracts with some of their big signings in the last year. If there are no consequences and they just figured out how to skirt the rules. Okay. Congratulations. But from here on out, if y'all like keep fucking around, you're going to find out eventually. And yep. like you, you, you're open and uh, justified for any sanction that you fucking receive. Yeah, and, and I don't know, like, I, I just keep getting back to the point. Man City should have never been allowed to compete. And, <clears throat> yeah, they won. Great. They won their treble. Fantastic. Did you see? They fucking, you know, essentially gimped over the line there. But What did um, you think of uh, the trophy? Did you watch the trophy ceremony? I didn't. I turned it off as soon as they, they this, got done. Um. Something interesting happened. So, you know, Kevin De Bruyne left like 75th minute or whatever. He was injured. Or I guess before Again, that. Um, he was the second to last person across the stage to receive his, tro his medal and to kiss the trophy before the captain came across and picked the trophy up and took it over for the fucking hoist, whatever. Mm -hmm. De Bruyne didn't even go across the same stage as the trophy. He took his medal off as he, as he like, as soon as they put it on him, he took it off and held it in his hand stepped down off the stage, walked across in front of the trophy, not kissed it, didn't even acknowledge it, and did, then they did the trophy lift or whatever. You and I both know that Kevin De Bruyne is the fucking like backbone of that goddamn team, and if there was any oh, reason yeah. to root for Man City winning this year, it was so that he could win the treble and win Pretty a trophy for him. That, is, that has eluded him for damn near a decade now. Yep. And to know that he just sidestepped like knowingly sidestepped and, and walked across without, you know, doing the soccer paying homage. What do you think of that? Well, how do you, how do you read that? I think because he seems, so I, I, I didn't even know this happened. So a, wow. B, um, this isn't a take, this is a reaction, right? So in my, in my mind, the only reason I could see him possibly doing that is because he feels as though, he let the team down <clears throat> two finals in a row. Right. And he he's not the reason they won. 
Now, so that was that was can, before you go on. That was my take was that he felt like he didn't earn it because he mm. wasn't on the pitch when the goal was scored. He wasn't on the pitch when the final whistle blew. That's but he what was I, the only reason they were there. Only fucking reason, and the main fucking reason. Like Erling Holland, they could have won majority of the games without Erling Holland being on the fucking pitch. But they, mm-hmm. I don't think they could have won every game without Kevin De Bruyne being on the pitch. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like those two, even though goal scoring is not, like they're not equal. Um, you don't fucking get majority of the goals that they scored this year without Kevin De Bruyne. No, you don't. And and I'll be honest, um, I <clears throat> I would like to see. Right, it's been a season now of Holland in in Premier League. I think it's fairly clear how you can stop him, but you need a specific type of center back pairing, and Premier League values, um, I don't know, fleet footed center backs a little bit more than just being tall. Um. <clears throat> I would like to see teams like Liverpool and whatnot. You just need one kind of shit Hauser. Yeah. And put him on put him on Erling Holland. He doesn't have to be as tall as him, but look at what Rudiger did to him when they played Real Madrid, right? Yeah. Look at what the inner inner Milan pairing did to him when they played him. You've got to rough him up. The dude the dude is He's and, fragile. He runs he's very fragile. Very narrow. And his 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 psyche is not up to par. Like, and he's young. I'm saying this as a person who knows it can change. Yeah, he is a very mentally fragile player at the moment. If you want to get into his head, you can get into it. Just go. It's the same with 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 uh, Vinicius Junior at his age, uh, Kylian Mbappe. <clears throat> You're not going to beat those two sprint. Beat them before they even start running. Yeah. Um, so, you know, tactically, I think premier league teams, they have, they, they leave wanting creativity, um, because you guys, you guys, I guess there's some pride, I don't know, but facing up one-on-one man-to-man, that's like the name of the game. You cannot... You cannot beat Erling Holland one on one. No, you need to you need to beat him before he even gets the ball, and that's that's where I'd like to see next season. Tactically, Premier League teams need to go after him. They need to go after Bellingham, or not Bellingham, uh, 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 Graylish, and they need to go after because personally, personally, I think Phil Foden is a better player than than Jack Graylish. Yeah, and um, it pains me to say that with Phil Foden's terrible haircut that he is better than Jack Grealish. Haircut's terrible. So, and Grealish terrible. has quite the haircut. Hey, Grealish, um, f- fucking fine head of hair. The part, the fine head of hair. The choice of part on that man, not yes. great, not great not at great. all. But I mean, at least I mean Phil Foden. God damn, I mean it's yeah. really it is fucking Russ Barkley level of bad is what it is. Real so bad. I, 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 I like Phil Foden. He's and he's kind of like a human, uh, you know, Swiss Army knife because they put him in midfield sometimes. They put him on e- either wing and he performs. He's, he's a good player. Yeah, he's a great player. Um, <clears throat> so Graylish is a bit of a one-trick pony. I understand why he's there. They paid a lot of money for him. He is a good player. Don't get me wrong. 
Um, I just prefer Foden, but it's, you know, they're both great players. In any case, if you can get into Graylish's head, which you can, you can get into Holland's head. You know, Gundawan's known you can get into his head, but he also gets into yours. Yeah, that's kind of the battle you fight there. Two way street. Um, you know, De Bruyne is just a fucking stone face killer out there. Yeah. So you've got to pick your battles, but if you can throw them off to where you make the one side ineffective and they are forced to go to the other side and you can collapse on that side, you, you can, you can dictate the way they play. Like go look at what inner did go look at what Real Madrid did. Man city had to play into the way that they force them to play. And the way that they force them to play is a, a, a method that they're ineffective at because they don't have the team set up for it. And if, if Premier League teams want to beat Man City and they want to push them, you know, to contend for titles um, and not run away with them, that's how you're going to have to play them. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to rough up Holland. You're going to have to get into their heads because well, if you're just going to one-on-one them, they're going to fucking run over you. It's, it's the not, way that people like, figured out how to combat Romelu Lukaku. Lukaku, when you first saw him come in the Premier League again, uh, most recently, they tried to play off him. They didn't want to play physical with him, and he didn't do so hot. But he was so lumbering, he could get through people and kind of literally like muscle his way through. So then people started to play tight on him. And they didn't realize that by playing tight on him, he's going to move you wherever he wants to move you. He's that big. So when people were playing tight on him, he could move you out of the way of where he's going to go to make himself a more effective like asset in the middle, especially, which was great when he fucking cared. Um, mm-hmm. And then he stopped fucking caring because he's goddamn head case and <laughs> he sucked. Like you suck again, Romelu. Congratulations. But it was one of those like once premier league center backs in particular figured out like how to f- neutralize him based on the attack coming at them. He was worthless. He was absolutely yeah. worthless. And like, I feel like there is such an ego that surrounds uh fast strikers in all of European football because Mbappe, Neymar, fucking Richarlison, yeah. Richard, whatever his name is. And fucking Holland are all so fast that there's like, Oh, so much respect has to be paid to their skill. Well, guess what, motherfucker? Fucking Timo Werner is fast as shit. And y'all shut his ass down because he's a goddamn head case. But you shut his ass down quickly. Just stop respecting someone's ego so much and, and fucking attack what they're playing. And you can shut down these fucking, I don't know, prototypical European strikers right now. You can just shut them down. Stop them before yeah. they start. You're right. Yeah, Ho- Ho- Holland. Holland is, you know, <clears throat> shutting him down means instead of being on pace for a 50 goal season, you know, he's in the 30s. Yeah, that's being effective against him. So I think you know it's going to be the same when you see you know Mbappe on the world stage. Y- you you have to understand that they are great players but if if they don't get the ball in a comfortable spot they still a lot of things have to go wrong for them to score on you right if they get the ball in the spot that they want it only one thing has to go wrong right like holland loves getting the ball 
right at the top of the box or right inside the top of the box. Then he does one dribble and he shoots, he shoots. either left-footed, right-footed. That's what he does. Yep. Um, if and and that's what he's good at. He's good at heading the ball and too. I was gonna say in those one those <laughs> to pull a hockey term those one timers. He's fucking great at it because he's all he needs it. is a fucking <laughs> long leg poking out just a half inch farther than the fucking defender is ready for. And and he, go look go look at how Rudiger shut him down. He didn't let him get into the fucking. No, box. he didn't because Rudiger's a goddamn physical defender. So some if, would say if, if you ask Kevin De Bruyne, some would say too physical. <laughs> Broke his fucking orbital bone in a goddamn Champions League final. He did. He Might did. be too physical. <laughs> he did. But if you go look at. Um, What's his face? Uh, uh, the difference that Real Madrid, you know, second leg mm. in Man City, that was rough. In Manchester, when Rudiger sat and Militao was on Holland, Holland had his way. So the, yeah. the key, the key with these guys is don't let them get to the spot, beat them to the spot. It's no different than you know a great wide receiver. Or, um, yeah. you know, in hockey, which even fewer people watch, um, you know, letting a guy get to that kind of point position in hockey um, with the puck with nobody on him, right? Like, if there's a rebound, they're scoring. Um, same thing for, 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 for soccer. You, you, it's the same principles. So, you know, to wrap it next year, I, th- I think Man City, they had a bit of an easier – ride in the premier league this year yes the premier league in general was down down and i'd like to see based on what real madrid and inter milan showed the world which to be to be honest um it 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 was kind of a people thought that it could potentially be you know a problem for him but i think real madrid exposed the fact that this yep. was really a problem um, and they just couldn't execute it because they're old um, over two two stretches. But before the game started, I kind of, you know, you, you said, what do you think is going to happen? I kind of laid out what I thought would happen, and I think for the most part, that's what happened um, until they lost track of, you know, <laughs> I don't know, Inter Milan just for like five seconds decided they weren't going to – Play. Yeah, it fucking they made him pay, which is what happens in the world's best. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, Frank, thank you for going through soccer talk, sock talk with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, I appreciate the fact that we went from souvenir orcas to soccer talk. It's pretty great. The big S's, big S's of the of today's news. Um. Thank you all, listeners, for uh, joining us this episode and every episode of Nobody Left Behind. Uh, if you would take a few minutes. Uh, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Tell a friend and uh, check us out next week or uh, whenever we hop back on uh, this wonderful podcast that we've curated over the last seven years. Seven people. Put some respect on our name. For Brian here in North Texas, I am out. Yes, seven years, Matt. Did you did you see, just before we hop off, um, Bono... Uh, <coughs> Bono's lawyer tried to bill him. Yeah. And he said, I thought you were working pro bono. There it is. There it is. I'm out. Beer.